you know how we ask for, like, just any time of the week, give us titles. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, we yeah. and we pitch those ones. Doesn't work. No. Nope. Did we did we receive some at the, re- at the times of the week? We received some not at different times of the week. Someone's in, in someone's places. given us yeah. Someone's given us titles that I I will not immediately associate with rom-coms okay um so do you want to hear them yeah they're all from my waste of talent okay uh i'll try and find the post hang on now i think is here's, here's the thing tom you do this mo- more certainly like the majority of the, of the time yeah you're the one who cho- chooses these titles right yeah i trust you to like because I know you 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 you're you're good at choosing those titles. Yeah. I trust you to to, to sort of like um to 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 know like when things aren't gonna work, right? You you look at a, a, a huge list of titles and you go, <laughs> gonna throw this out there. None of these. <laughs> these and you and you go, you know, like for instance, if, if my oyster talent had uh, were to at any point in the week, yeah. You know, I just feel like these. There, there are there are some of these. There yeah. are some of these that you could. Makers as rom coms. I'm just giving him like all the honourable mentions. All right, over uh, oh, oh, the like, that sort just, of situation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, <laughs> always the talents given as these. Bearing in mind these are for rom coms. These yeah, are on a yeah, post yeah, yeah. asking for rom com movies. Specifically beneath the post that says rom com movies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. With the post saying Ghost of Girlfriends Past. This was not a film we yeah, pitched. Yeah. Um, Googling your own death. <laughs> Googling your own leaked nudes. Okay. I made pasta. Okay, uh, that one I, we could do. Deep in the river, the ocean flows. <laughs> yeah, all right. I am Mike and I hate Christmas. <laughs> These are great. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to breathe if you don't. I mean, that's, that's a good rom-com title, I guess. Yeah. My parrot likes to throw cups. <laughs> Why are we pitching all this? I know, I know, I know. It's, uh, Saturn devouring his son, the movie. That's again, why are we pitching every single one of these, Tom? And I hit the character limb. <laughs> the thing is, though, that is my waste of limb. talents got. He, he's put it in quotation marks. He's managed to put dot dot dot. He's put an ellipsis <laughs> on the, the end of yeah, yeah. In the which mark. Ross Originals has pointed out. The irony is, limit would have still been within the character limit. <laughs> I don't know what's going on there, my waste of talent. But you really made me laugh with those titles. <laughs> I think we should. I think we should pitch I all of pasta. them. Well, all of them. Yeah. We we only took from one person this time. <laughs> so... Someone gave us all the honourable mentions yeah. and the main <clears throat> one. Thank you, my waste of talent for those titles. You gave me a great good laugh. That first one, uh, no, <laughs> when I read it, is a Googling, Googling your own death. It's <laughs> a rom-com title. It's great. That is pretty, pretty, pretty great. But yeah, that's uh, had a lot of fun reading who's, those. Who's romming that com? <laughs> no idea. <laughs> Je- Jennifer Aniston, probably. I feel like it's like um, uh, I-, I feel like it's like Jennifer Aniston and Siri. Siri. Yeah, the the personal assistant in in iPhones. Oh yeah, yeah. Because Siri will Google. No, it's like it's like okay, Google. Yeah. Jennifer Aniston death. 
someone's got to have Googled it yeah. at some point. Well, the, the, the fun part is Jennifer Aniston doing it. Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. Going, going, okay, Google, Jennifer Aniston death. Search Jennifer Aniston death. I, uh, okay, uh, here's what I found. Well, it's kind of like, you know, um, the last ghost in Christmas Carol. Yeah. It's like that, but with Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> I feel like I feel like Jennifer Aniston is in uh, a, a, a bad place. Mm. She's like, you know, she's so sad. She's like, am I in? Am I? Am I in hell? You know, have I died and and gone to hell? Yeah. And then and then um, you know, Google kind of talks her back around, and then she she falls in love with OK Google, and uh... <laughs> it's it's Google, it's. You know, have you ever seen the film Ex Machina? I haven't, no. No. Well, it's not really a spoiler, but, like, the woman's brain that Oscar Isaacs makes is made from an allegory of, for Google. It's, okay. it's basically a brain that can hold search engine gotcha. results. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that's, that's how I interpret it anyway. It's, it's made a lot more clear in the film. <laughs> But like Oscar Isaacs is like the the lead the leader of this massive search engine thing, yeah. and he's just in his remote house, removed f- like a country's a country's distance right. away from anyone else. Is that like donkey's years? Yes, a country's, a country's distance. distance. Yeah, he's a country's distance from anyone else, just secluded in these mountains somewhere, making robots. <laughs> He's making robots. Yeah, yeah. And it's just him. I was watching it the other day. I was like, this is weird as fuck, this movie. Like, Donald Gleeson appears at this guy's house. Oscar Isaacs is just there getting drunk and building robots. Uh, That's all he does. Oh, right. That's all he does in his spare time. So when... So so when does Jennifer Aniston turn up? Uh, Jennifer Aniston turns up. Yeah. Um, right is, at the end of the robot? movie. Right at the end of the movie. Okay. Um, yeah, I won't spoil it for you. But she just she, she just fall, comes in and falls in love with Google. Yeah, she falls in love with Google. Yeah, that's uh, that is how that film ends. Right, Googling okay. your own death. <laughs> it's a it's a a sequel to Ex Machina. Yes. Yeah. yeah, or like or an addendum. The Alex Garland movie, an yeah. epilogue to, <laughs> to Ex Machina. <laughs> yeah. An yeah. epilex machina, if you will. Yeah, those who have seen Ex Machina, I'm sure you can uh, you can pull those strings together yeah. to make uh, a Jennifer Aniston rom-com out of the end of it. Is it better if it's an epilex machina or, a, or a, uh, an ex machilog? <laughs> Ex Machilog. Yeah. Ex Machilog sounds great. <laughs> Ex Machilog sounds like you've forced it in there. Yeah. You know... The other one, not so much. Sometimes, Tom, if you don't get enough fibre, you will have to force an, epi- an Ex Machilog. <laughs> Ooh. It sounds so sharp, doesn't it? Doesn't it, it? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. It's not good. <laughs> like you've been eating crusty brand serrated... <laughs> Crustios. It's like you've been eating shards of glass with milk for breakfast. <coughs> Just cogs. Yeah, cogs. Just nuts and bolts yeah. for 
for breakfast with, yeah. with milk. That's what I assume happened in Ex Machina. If if, if Oscar Isaac is ma- Isaacs is making making is robots, making robots, I'm, assu- I'm assuming he eats nuts and bolts for breakfast. Maybe who knows? Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I liked I made pasta. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Actually, now I've read it out. It's like that could easily be a rom com, couldn't it? I just read that first one and I was completely blown away. <laughs> I read the first one, which was Googling my own death. Yeah. And Saturn devouring his own son, the movie, and yeah. was like, none of these in the middle are going to be rom coms either. No, no, surely not. <laughs> but I made pasta. Yeah. Revelation. There's one in there as well. Uh,. I made pasta, and then there was another one. I am Mike, and I hate Christmas. Yeah. Or uh, deep in the river, the ocean flows. I mean, that one's just confusing. <laughs> deep in the river, the ocean flows sounds like a Lovecraftian rom-com. Or, or like a fant, like a like a um, what do they call it? Like a magic portal fantasy. Hmm. Like uh, Lovecraftian rom-com is what we pitched last week, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, in a way. Yeah. With um, Lovecraftian rom-com biopic, Mickey Rourke. Mickey Rourke. Yep. I was about to say Val Kilmer. They they live in the same same intellectual space for me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, like really, really good looking when they were younger. Yeah, and then and now, oh, and now good they're, lord, uh, they're a now steakhouse on yes. legs. <laughs> steakhouse on legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's because I I put in because I always just look for yeah actor. PNG, so I don't have to <laughs> cut out. Yeah, so you don't round... have to draw around Val Kilmer's head. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I don't think my brain could possibly comprehend the meaning of well, that. Well, it only takes one Benedict Cumberbatch, doesn't it? Where yeah. you're, where the angles are so are so like eldritch that you it, mm. it'll drive you mad. It will. It has driven me mad. Yeah. Uh, making posters every week. It's <laughs> like I had to I had to Google Mickey Rourke PNG, and my God. Like I had to, I had to put in a photo of him looking young, cause, oh boy, he, he's not, he's not held up well. No, he is not held like like Iron Man two. Yeah, right. He doesn't look great in that. I mean, he he looks by comparison, he looks amazing in yeah, that. Yeah, but he does not look great in that. No, he he doesn't look great in that. He he looks great in Sin City because it's mostly black and white and and. Quite a lot of his face is just darkened out. I have this theory that people like Mickey Rourke, Sly Stallone, um, and the various other largely action stars hmm. are, are affected by kind of facial continental drift, <laughs> and that they have. That's these... the title of the deleted scene. <laughs> and that they have these rugged facial structures, these bone structures that are really like, you know, make them look really, really hard and really, really sort of like mm. dangerous. Yeah. And... and then as they get older, they mm. just sort of drift apart like continents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like tectonic plates. Because it, it does look like Mickey Rourke's face is struggling to get out. Of, like his, mm. his skull is struggling to get out of his face. It's It's slowly, slowly moving to what the world looks like as we know it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's what what's happening on Mickey Rook's face. Whereas I feel like Val Kilmer's just sort of settled. You know, it was just like this sort of like, this, you know, uh, constructive plate boundary mountain range. It's just sort of settled into a, a nice arable, a nice, arable landscape. Yeah, a, a 
a step. Yeah, if you it's will. Almost, it's Val Kilmer's face is almost bucolic, wouldn't you say? It's almost like a, like a rural ideal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can imagine Mongolian hordes moving Rampage moving over it. The, yeah, 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 yeah. And you're right. You're right. It does it does have that kind of Mongolian steps feel to it. <laughs> Whereas Stallone is. Constantly moving. Constantly, I, I, I would, I would uh, liken Stallone to a sort of like a, uh, a Scottish chain of islands. Mm. You know, sort of like a, just semi-submerged at all times. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 generally, you know, the the structure is going to be there. It's not going to change much. No. But erosion's taking its toll. Yeah. Yeah. It, like like the islands at the end of the Force Awakens. Those kind of islands. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, like just sort of dotted around in, yeah. in the sea. You can see one from the other. Exactly. It's an archipelago. Yeah, it is. It's an archipelago. That's, that's uh, Stallone's well, face. Well, no man's an archipelago, but um, <laughs> <laughs> Stallone is, is, is a very close... Uh, he's, he's the closest thing we've got. We've got, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Face-wise. Listeners. Listeners. As I'm sure you can tell... <laughs> My voice ain't in the best place. Um, I'm I'm ill. Yeah. I'm, I'm and have been for many days. Mm. We've been biding our time. Yeah. Being like, oh, maybe we'll record tomorrow if, if Matt's feeling a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the, tomorrow. Yeah. Maybe well, tomorrow then. Yeah. Tomorrow. Not not quite working yet. And then tomorrow comes. Uh, yeah. It's and, like um, maybe tomorrow. Yeah. Um, but there's no more tomorrows. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's no more tomorrows. Uh, and so um, here we are. Yeah. So I do apologise if anyone's put off by my uh, weird raspy husks. Um, but you can just Im- imagine them as um, wheat bisque raspy husks and, mm. and you'll be happy. You've been down the mines, haven't you, Matt? I have. Got my, my my voice has been embisculated. Yeah, it's uh, it's been turned into the to the bisque mines of yeah. North Yorkshire, hasn't it? Unfortunately, yeah. yeah. You've been down the working men's clubs. <laughs> the northern working men's clubs. Yep. That's where you've picked up that voice from, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, that's true. Yeah. I am I'm an old I'm an old northern man. <laughs> I've been working in the, the bisque mines for uh, for thirty two years and. Uh, well, I've never really had another job, and uh, now the the bisque mines are closing down. I'm worried there's nothing, not enough of my identity left to sort of go on with my life, honestly. There's just a little character bit there for you, Tom. A, yeah, I love I love character bits. <laughs> I really do. But... They're a lot of fun, especially North Yorkshiremen. Like that, they always make like just any any recording of Alan Bennett. <laughs> yeah, it is. It's, it's um, what's his name? Um, Pete Postlethwaite. Oh yeah, Alan Bennett. Yeah, any any just fantastic actor who just so happens to be from the north of England. Yeah, they're just they're just so much fun. <laughs> ah, relax, have a cigar. It's great when Patrick Stewart does a North Yorkshire oh, yes. voice, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I like that. Because it takes you back, doesn't it? Yeah. It's like he's shedding, he's, he's casting off his Shakespearean heritage. Yeah, there was a bit in Battlestar Galactica, you know, the new series. I say new, ten years ago. Where, where, Over where ten years ago Patrick now. Patrick Stewart 
boots down a door and comes in as a northern man. <laughs> no, no, no. There's one character who's like a very posh Englishman who yeah. who sort of weasels his way out of stuff. And there's one point in which he goes, yes, I was brought up on this very northern Yorkshire planet. <laughs> and I'm just like, I know that voice! There's a northern Yorkshire planet in Battlestar Galactica. I think so, yeah. Like, from what I remember, he makes reference to it because he, he he's talking very, very posh and he's like, I learned to curve my accent into something that everyone else would feel was normal. What's it called? I don't know. Tetley Prime. If, if anyone's seen Battlestar Galactica, the one with Jamie Bamber and Katie Sackhoff and Edward James Almost in it, like... You'll remember that bit, because it's it's James Callis, I think his name is, but he's from York. Oh, is, is it? He's from York, so that's his. Is that it the could, planet York? It might be, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's his act. The actor is from York, but the uh, planet York. Yeah, it's it's a fascinating bit because you that's the that's one English accent you never hear in sci-fi, is it? No, you, sure. like you know when they cast. English actors to play bad guys. They're yeah. always Queen's English bad guys. Yeah, they are. You never yeah. see a Yorkshire uh, sometimes bad co- guy. They're, sometimes they're Cockneys. Sometimes they're Cockneys. When, like, they're, um, when they're like uh, insidious, threatening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or like um, a mob boss. Yeah. Aye. Looks like we've got a bit of a problem. Yeah. Running round the rero. <laughs> Running round the rero. <laughs> you ain't paid up your bin math. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Like, you get that, and uh, I, th- I think I think we're watching the cast for Fable. Yes. The video games. Oh my god. That's an that's an A list cast. Yeah. Of, of of British actors. We were we were watching we were watching this documentary on the cast for Fable, and the first three we were like, all oh, right, this is a pretty pretty big well known cast. Ten actors down the line, we were still like going, what? what? <laughs> Yeah, we, I think... we were really like, like, because I was, I was, I brought the video up to yeah. show Tom that Jonathan Ross was in it, <laughs> right? Who, who is by far the smallest name on the cast? <laughs> I know, right? Jonathan Ross, chat show host Jonathan Ross. Yeah, and then there's Michael Fassbender, who yeah. I was just like, this was before he got big. Yeah, uh, you got Simon Pegg, who yeah. was. It was around the time of Hot Fuzz that yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right? Yeah, so he'd already done Shaun of the Dead. Yeah, and Mission Impossible and everything like that at yeah. that point. We had Stephen Fry. Yeah. We had John Cleese. Yeah. He's like, we were just going, what? Where are all these people coming who, who from? Who else was it? It was, um, I always forget his name. The He's, he's a sir. Oh, Ben Kingsley. Yes, yeah, sir yeah. Ben Kingsley. Who's, it, it's fascinating, his interview, because he's like, we really, uh, it's a, it's a, it's a brush you really need for this, for this palette of being an actor because we have to learn it or perish. <laughs> I can sum up his interview with just sort of like, video games are coming. Yeah, <laughs> we better, we better brush up on our video game yeah. uh, resumes, I guess. Yeah. Because if not, I'm done for. <laughs> I have a very expensive lifestyle. <laughs> Says the man who played Gandhi. Yeah. <laughs> and like has a very, very up and down track record of movies. I thought I was I thought I was auditioning for Gandalf. <laughs> right, right. 
on his on his list without looking at IMDb. He he played Gandhi and Richard Attenborough's Gandhi. Yep. He played um, someone in Schindler's List. I'm not seeing it yet. Don't know who he plays, okay. but He's like yep. Oscar award win winning film. Yep. Um, he also played the bad guy in Thunderbirds. Possibly the, the the greatest accolade on his on his IMDb. There. Yeah, yeah, and uh, and the Trevor Slattery or something from Iron Man Three. Oh yeah, that yeah. Guy. It's it's a roller coaster of a career. Wait, no, isn't Ben Kingsley? Yeah, Ben Ben isn't he? What's his face? He's the Mandarin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but he's like oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, the, the Mandarin the, the that turns one. Yeah, yeah. He's sort of like, oh, hello. Like, yeah, 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 I'm just an actor. You see, yeah, uh, yeah. He's he's mad, Ben Kingsley. He is. He might be. Yeah, because like, he, he's like uh, Malcolm McDowell. Yeah. As in, like the films he's been in. Yeah. Like Clockwork Orange. Yeah. He's also in the very last Home Alone movie. <laughs> So you know the director video yeah, Home Alone yeah, yeah, movie. Yeah, yeah. He plays one Not of the Not even Home Alone 3. Yeah, yeah, one of the robbers in Home Alone 5 The Holiday Heist. Wow. Or something like that. Yeah. Oh, I've got to see that film. It's it's bonkers. I've got to see that Tom, I've got to see that film. Do <laughs> you don't? I do. I was watching Home Alone 3 over Christmas. Oh yeah. Why? It was on. It was on. Yeah. And I wanted to remember exactly what the conceit was. They really felt the need to raise the stakes. <laughs> oh yeah, no, isn't and, it? And, and they called their shot quite a, like a, at the start of the film. Like they have there's there's a remote control car mm. that the kid has. Yeah, has a nuclear guidance chip in it. I remember this now. It has the sort of vibe of small soldiers, doesn't it? A little bit, like except military hardware and a kid's yeah, toy. Exactly, yeah. Except the kid, uh, who's always like fixing things and stuff. Yeah. Um, because it's a Home Alone movie. Um, like sees because they're searching the neighborhood. They've tracked it down to a certain neighborhood, hmm. and um, the like he sees them searching other people's houses. But they're a terrorist cell. They're a professional terrorist cell with all these like CCTV cameras and things. Well, professional. Like... They are a professional terrorist cell. I don't believe they're Russian. I don't when believe. I, saw, when I, saw that I don't believe you can call terrorism your profession. No, no. Um, but because you, you don't earn money. No one's making money no, from it. No one's earning money from the ter- terrorism game. Except the US government. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly where my mind was going. I love how we're a low-key conspiracy theory podcast yeah, as well. Yeah, yeah. Like we, we do not, we do not put that front and center. We don't put it in the blurb. But going back to Home Alone, yeah. uh, Scott Johansson's in that movie, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, she's she's, she's a youngin'. Bonkers. Yep. Um, she's one, She's the sister who constantly tells the main kid that he's, he's a dickhead. <laughs> like Kristen Stewart in Zathura. Yeah. Yeah. No, but she's she's all right in that. She's almost like, you know, she's she, she doesn't want anything to do with the kids. Mm. But, you know, she's just a frustrated older sibling. Yeah. Whereas in this, Scott Johansson and the boy, the the, the, <laughs> the other, boy, the older brother, basically, are just constantly not Kevin McAllister. Are just constantly telling not no no like other like Buzz or whatever his name is. So oh like, yeah, like yeah, the equivalent, right? Yeah. The older brother are constantly telling Kevin, not Kevin McAllister, 
um, that he's like a piece of shit who's gonna uh, have his mum sent to jail um, because he because he calls the police because mm. he sees this terrorist cell going into the other, other buildings and he calls the police and goes like there's people breaking into the house next door and of course there are professional terrorists tell Tom so um, the police come and they don't know where to be seen there's, there's no evidence of there's that, a whole yeah. like boy who cried wolf scenario where oh no I can't do anything about this I can't they, they really Tom they really really responded it's almost like the J.J. Abrams effects of Home Alone movies they really responded to the criticism of Home Alone 2 yeah where they said why didn't he just call the police yeah because in Home Alone 1 you know, whatever, right? You understand why he doesn't call the police. Yeah, because... He thinks the police are out to arrest him. Yeah. Because he stole a toothbrush. Yeah. Home Alone 2... Yeah. <laughs> he he kind of could. They are breaking into somewhere else. Yeah. 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 I I think Kevin McAllister's just... He just doesn't trust the police after he saw that yeah. one of the police was robbing him. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. In the yeah. first one. Yeah, it's true. Um, Joe, and, Ple- Joe Pesci policeman so in, in three yeah. they come back an absolute stop they're like you know what there's no way we're having that criticism leveled at us again Tom yeah. <laughs> not a chance <laughs> not a freaking chance with so half an hour of the film is spent setting up this boy who cried wolf scenario where if he calls the police again, um, he's going to get sent to jail or whatever. From what I remember, because I've seen that film, it was a while ago. Yeah. I'm pretty certain from my own vivid recollection of it that the mum in that movie is the same mum from Home Alone 1 and 2. And I don't know why. I don't think or, she is. Or they've got someone who looks ridiculously like I her. I think that's it. Yeah. She's, she's ginger. Mm. Remember that part? Yeah. I think the difference in time between those two films, I actually think the Home Alone 3 mum is younger than the Home Alone 2 mum. Okay. Fair enough. Well, let's get on with the podcast, shall we? Let's pitch a film. Let's do it. Okay, so from Stephen Thomas, we've got What the Goofy Friend Saw. What the Goofy Friend? Oh, I get you mean like it's it's sort of like there's something about Mary or whatever there's yeah, always yeah. like that one friend who's not intended to be romantically su- successful although I think you'll know is usually romantically successful yeah. with um like a German dominatrix or a <laughs> someone ridiculously oversexualized the punchline of a joke right yes, like yeah. so a goth a, 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 like a, an overweight goth yeah um or a let's see what who else is yeah it'd be someone essentially like they'll be like the goofy friend who's who's giving um the lead mm. um a and it doesn't matter about gender in this in this case actually yeah it works both ways yeah um because um I can't remember his I think his name's Tom Marshall maybe. Uh, the guy from my family, if you remember that show, yeah, yeah, yeah. he was on the BT ads years yes, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he's in love, actually. Right. And he plays an idiot in that. He's in love, yeah, actually. actually. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, but he plays an idiot who wants to go to America because all the women there are obsessed with 
uh, English accents. Right, I see. And because he can't score in England, yeah. he's going to go to America. Yeah. Every, all his friends are just like, now, nah, mm. never work, never work. And then he gets there. The first bar he walks into, I think he's... He's surrounded by really, really attractive women. I think like Alicia Cuthbert's there, right? And January Jones, I think, right. is one of them. <laughs> so it's just hilarious. All these women turn up, and they just have an orgy upstairs. Oh, there you go. It's a weird ending to love actually for that character, no, but but that's 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 the trope, right? Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. The, the the trope is that the goofy friend will will um, uh, give bad advice mm. to the uh, to the protagonist. Yeah. Um, usually, advice that like um, will get the protagonist into trouble. I'm thinking specifically. There's something about Mary with the the masturbate before the date scene. <laughs> yes. The oh, hair gel. The whole hair yeah, gel scenario. Yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> the, the late nineties was weird. It was a weird time. Wasn't <laughs> it was it? a very yeah, very strange, a very time. strange time. Um, and the then... the guy. Um, uh, speaking of Alicia Cuthbert, the uh, the girl next door, the guy who's obsessed with porn. Yes, yeah, 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 and, yeah. And tells him because she's she was in porn. Yeah. To take take her to a motel. And and banger like a beast, I think is the, is the line right from from that underrated movie. Mm-hmm. It's a great movie. <laughs> I, I've I've seen I've seen both halves of it because yeah. I remember I watched the last half oh, yeah. with you and Jenny. Yeah, and I've seen the first half before. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the girl next door is might be. It's not one of my favourite movies, but it, it's it's up there it's an in underrated gem. Un, under my underrated gems category, yeah, the yeah, girl probably. next door. Yeah. Um, go watch it. I think it's probably streaming somewhere. Yeah, if not, it's probably you can probably get a DVD of it for a pound. Yes, yeah, in the bargain bin yeah. or something like that. Um, yeah, great movie. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the goofy friend. We've kind of nailed down that trope. Yeah, yeah, sure. Um, sure. Um, Move on to the next film. <laughs> so, what's what's going to happen? And what what is go- the goofy friend going to? Is this going to be sort of a um, a subversion of that trope, or is this going to be like uh, play into that trope? We just because they always they, they always end up with a, a, a partner. Mm. They always end up coupled off with someone. Yeah. Right. Um, I feel like it should be those two characters. Like commenting on how they feel really sidelined um, by uh, like they should be self-aware. It should be this should be the scream of rom-coms. Yeah. Right. So so like they should be self-aware about like oh right yeah so the friend with glasses and the goth right oh oh we're just supposed to stand here next to each other oh we're supposed to be insanely attracted to each this other is, by the end of the film. This is this is just much ado about nothing. <laughs> I realised, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you know the plot, so much you do about nothing. Uh, Benedict and Beatrice. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because they hate each other. I mean, the plot is about them. Right. Yeah. Uh, the the much you do about nothing is about Benedict and Beatrice. Two people hate each other. Yeah, yeah. And it's a it's a play about like sexual tension, yes. obviously, and stuff like that. But the the, the point being that like um, the the a the quote unquote a romantic couple. Yeah. The structurally, Benedict and Beatrice are the a romantic couple, right? Yeah. Because it's a comedy, but like. The point being that you're misled in that play to mm. think, oh, um, like these guys are the are the, the, are the couple. The hero and yeah. hero and Claudio, uh, they are the sort of 
romantic couple yes, that sort yeah. of like fall in love at first sight and yeah. then go, we're getting married tomorrow. Yeah. This, <laughs> this, is, almost this like, is how it's, it's shit's like, done. It's a send-up of Romeo and Juliet, basically. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, yeah. And, and the main plot is about these two people hurling insults at each other. Yeah. And then because all these aristocrats like to play little tricks, yeah. it, it's one of my favourite plays. I like it as well. It's like, so I think what we do... Read, so what, what you should take away from this film yeah. is read much ado about nothing um, yeah, yeah read much ado about nothing or watch uh, Joss Whedon or Kenneth Branagh's I version I haven't seen I haven't seen Joss Whedon's one but I have seen Ken's uh, Ken Branagh's one um, the production value is better yeah uh, because it's got a production value and isn't just shot, shot over a week yeah, yeah. at Joss Whedon's house well, with all of his mates while he was in, in during post production for the Avengers or oh no it was uh, the Joss Whedon version was shot in between production and post-production. In the right, two-week yeah, holiday yeah. Marvel yeah. gave him, okay. he went and shot another, another movie. movie yeah. um, uh, which is mad. Yeah, uh, um, But, yeah. I, I think we do. You know, like, She's the Man is uh, Twelve Night. Yeah. And Clueless is meant to be... Uh, it's not Shakespeare, but it's it's meant to be... Emma? I think. Uh, if you're listening, uh, find out what Clueless is about. <laughs> what Clueless is really based on. Um, um, I think it's yeah. one of those ones where we where we take uh, much ado about nothing and put it into sure. uh, the modern day at high school. I feel like I feel like yeah, like they don't necessarily hate each other. Yeah, but they do like try and stay away from each other because they're like, right. Oh, we're just hangers on, are we? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I suppose we're supposed to do the double date thing, and like they, they, and they sort of like deliberately try and stay away from each other, while the the other two, let's say, um, uh, Sophie Turner and uh, who's she actually going out with? Because he's an actor, isn't he? From Jumanji, <laughs> what's his name? One of the Jonas Brothers. Oh yeah, uh, Joe, Joe Jonas. Jonas. Yeah, there we go. First time I've cast a Jonas brother in, we struggle to remember which one he was. It doesn't matter. It doesn't we just matter. Usually just say, I think we usually just say a Jonas brother, don't we? Yeah, yeah, a Jonas brother. I think... Sophie Turner and that Jonas brother. Yeah, yeah, that, your favourite. Just pick your yeah, favourite yeah. and imagine and then And then it's um, it's Jonah Hill and Amanda Bynes. Sure, yeah, <laughs> who, I like who are, who are constantly at yeah. war with each other. They're like, I hate you. I, like, I, don't, I don't... See, here's the thing. I don't think they should be that. I yeah. think they should be because this is a, mov- a movie for the 21st century. Yeah, we should be like they should be cannily aware. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Rather than rather than hating each other, they should just be like try to just kind of face opposite ways. Yeah. And sort of be like they they they're not you know they're not built for getting on mm. right, but they they they're just like they keep ending up at the same thing. Yeah. Right. And it's it's sort of like kitchen at parties. Yeah, the, the the film is majoritatively kitchens at parties mm. because whilst um, Sophie Turner and 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 your favourite Jonas brother mm. are dancing in the lounge yeah. to in the dark like making out, they're in the fluorescently lit kitchen going like, uh, <laughs> "Do you want a a glass of water?" <laughs> I'm stood next to the. Stood next to the, I'm stood next to the uh, fridge. They've got one of those uh, fridges that does does ice water. And no, no, I'm. All right. <laughs> and then Amanda Bynes falls over from standing. <laughs> yeah, as, as she is wont to do. 
in every film she's in. In every film she's in. She, she will fall over. From standing and everyone will look at her aghast. Yeah. Oh, you have broken the social conventions that we have built up here, Amanda Bynes, <laughs> in this kitchen. Hey, stop ruining Amanda Bynes movies for me. <laughs> we are a haughty organisation with very to- tight social conventions, and you have just fallen over from standing. Well, I'm just a girl who doesn't know what to do in these situations. You don't but... appear to be much like other girls, Amanda Bynes. <laughs> I'm certainly not. No, I'm more like a tomboy than anything else. That's mainly what she does in movies. Yeah. Um... Go watch them. They're great. <laughs> They're great. Fun. They're all great They're movies. All good movies. I just want to do a bit now about Amanda Bynes movies because there's four of them. Because <laughs> there's four of them that we can really nail down as Amanda Bynes movies. Yeah, yeah. There's She's the Man, She's the man. obviously. There's... Numero Uno. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 and 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 the archetype. Yeah. Right. Uh, that the, is that, the, that sets the, the tone the Amanda Bynes movie that all Amanda Bynes movies sort of grow off yes yeah um, she's the man yep Sydney White yep a lesser known gem yep um, but you know has it's... most of all most of the same draw except uh, you know about 50% less well written yep uh, what a girl wants yep uh, great movie Colin Firth's in it like she's uh, the long lost daughter of a British lord played by Colin Firth and there are I tell you what Tom yeah never has there been a more (laughs) tight social structure yes than than British aristocracy certain behaviours are demanded of of Amanda Bynes and boy does she fall over from standing yeah and uh, I can't remember the last one but it, it's it's one of my secret favourites because it's it's so it's so ridiculous a plot um, that like when we when we figured out what this what this was closest to uh, it's it's incredible Love Wrecked Love Wrecked Love Wrecked is phenomenal. Oh, that's, I haven't seen that one. Because Sydney Sydney White is um, Snow White. Yeah. But set in a in an American college. Love so, wrecked, of course, is um, misery. Is, is Lord of the Flies. <laughs> <laughs> so Sydney White is an Amer- is uh, we we figured this out way later than we should have. Yeah. When we watched Sydney White, because she gets into this dorm yeah. with all these with these seven seven, seven guys, and we were like. Wait, hang on. Which one's the sneezy one? <laughs> yeah, the sneezy one, the one that's that's always ill. Yeah. And then there's one that's a foreign exchange student who's yeah. got jet lag, so he's he's snoozing he's, all the he's time. Sleepy, yeah. Yeah. There's Grumpy, the fucking nerd. Yeah. Uh, the internet troll nerd. Yeah. Um, we couldn't quite figure out which one was Dopey and which one was Doc. Oh yeah, we? yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no, because. Dopey was also smart. Yeah. In this one, it yeah. was weird. It was a very, very mixed <laughs> metaphor. Yeah. A mixed allegory, but still an entertaining movie. Oh, absolutely. The, all four of these films are entertaining. Yeah. Like all four of these, you can take some, some enjoyment from. Some, she, can... She's the man more than more than others. Yeah. She's the man. Um, 
sincere is, enjoyment is, is, the, is the the jewel of of the collection. Yes, and and the sort of diamond in the rough. Yeah. Of of the other vault, but like I say, diamond in the rough. The rough is actually quite smooth. Yeah. It's 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 it, they are for lovely movies that I implore you to go out and watch. Uh, when you're feeling down, sort of when when the when the world is getting you down, put an Amanda Bynes movie on. I'm pretty sure I said this on Brent's Question Box podcast, yeah, didn't did, I? Actually, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I was like, when I feel rubbish, I put an Amanda Bynes movie on, and it immediately cheers me up. Yeah, this is going on record now. Yeah, because I've watched all four of them. Yeah, and even like Easy A. Which she's in not that much. It was like her last movie. Um, she's great in it. It's quite fun. Like she's in, amazing in it. I think she does fall down from standing <laughs> at one point, which she does in all of them. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. She's just great. She falls down from standing in uh, Love Wrecked as well. Yes, no, all the time. Uh, she can't stand up. Uh, <laughs> like she, she does. She does it on a catwalk in. Uh, uh, what, what a girl, girl wants. wants, yeah. Um, in Love Wrecked, right? Love Wrecked, the plot of Love Wrecked is insane. Um, she stows away on on board a ship that her favorite, like she's obsessed with this rock rock and roll star. Yeah, right. She gets on on board this party boat. Yeah, and then there's a storm in which they both fall off, and then end up on a beach. Right. Together. They think it's like a deserted island or something. She even walks around. Yeah. Finds that there's no other bit. There's a, there's a whole bit. Turns out they're on the same bit of land they were on before. The hotel's only like two miles away or right, something. Right, okay. So, she, so this guy's broken his leg. This rock star's broken his leg on yeah. this beach. She's then... She then keeps him almost against his will under the pretense that this is a deserted island. <laughs> And the and people are coming to find them. Yeah, and she's sort of like it's a comedy of errors as she tries to sort of bring in food and sort of pass it off as stuff she's found on the island. <laughs> it's like fucking misery, but but with like obsessed fandom. Yeah, it's when we real like because I watched it with Jenny Garner. Yeah, Jenny was really bored. I was I was sort of like it's gonna get better. I hope. Uh, Jenny was really bored up until the point in which we realised it was fucking misery. Yep. In which we, then we were both on board. Absolutely. Like, oh my god, Keen. this this girl is lying. <laughs> she is the worst person. Arguably the worst one of the four. Uh, for production value as well, because I think it just went straight to TV. Yeah. But still a good movie. There you go. Put an Amanda Bynes movie on. Um... So that yeah. is the section we're going to call um, what the kooky friend saw. Yeah, what the goofy friend what saw. What the goofy friend saw. Yeah, there we go. Thanks, Stephen Thomas. <laughs> so I could... So that we could get, we could get um, Tom to talk about Amanda Bynes for 20 minutes <laughs> and, and uh, put all of this in the deleted scenes. Yes, there we go, yeah. Uh, my Amanda Bynes getting off chest moment that yeah. I've been wanting to do for years yeah I'm glad I'm glad it did feel like a relief yeah it does it does feel like a relief Matt thanks um, and I hope people actually go out Take and watch board, yeah. yeah Amanda Bynes movie. we are serious about this this isn't a three like, review like I'm not I'm not 
being insincere. They are great <laughs> movies, and I wish she would come back. Yeah. Because she was such a great actress. She was great. You know what? I have some really fond memories of... Um, She's a, the man. <laughs> Amanda, Amanda Bynes in um, uh, Sydney White. Yeah. Um, she's like at a meeting and she's eating like chicken. She's at a sorority meeting. Yeah. And she's eating chicken. And I don't know whether it was an outtake or whether it was in the scene, but she's just like going, yeah, yeah, with a mouthful of food, just yeah. like, and throwing chicken bones over her shoulder. And she's just having a ball. Yeah. Clearly in that scene, having a ball. Mm. Like, not paying attention to whoever's speaking. But she had her own show on Nickelodeon which we watched a few clips of, and there's one clip where she pretends to be this annoying person at a cinema, Yeah, sits next to this guy, sort of starts doing weird-ass shit, like fucking weird stuff, and then he eventually moves away. She takes off this costume to make her look really ugly, and her, and her actual boyfriend comes and sits next to him. <laughs> It's so good. I can't remember the name of the character, but it's a great it's a great sketch. It's very much my style of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> Cuz she just makes noises <laughs> for however long it however long it lasts. They're just making loud noises in a, in a in a slightly unsettling way. Yes. That's the life's a pitch way. Yep. That's that's just what I do when we're not doing the life's a bitch podcast, isn't it? Hello, just want to say thank you for listening to the Lives of Pitch deleted scenes. We hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, maybe consider sharing it with your friends on social media, by word of mouth, anywhere really. Maybe put it onto a, a thumb drive and just throw it at someone. And maybe even reviewing it on wherever you got it. If you find it somewhere on iTunes or Acast or wherever, maybe review it there. Five stars, thumbs up, give everyone the heads up. Like I said before, thank you. Cheers. Right. Bye. Bye.